I'm recording and I'm able to rock and roll all night. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 uh. I only know that song from Gremlins 2. Yeah. Isn't it crazy little thing called love? No, no, that's a different song. That's yeah, Queen. that's Queen. Yeah. So what we what, what's the other one? I was singing I'm ready and I'm willing and I'm able to rock and roll all night. I think they, they play that when they want to show that, that Gizmo will dance. Oh, And then right, yes. he tries to run out of the cage and... Uh, What's his name? Sauron grabs him, sticks him back in the cage. Yes. Oh, in Gremlins 2. Yes. Yeah, sorry, Gremlins 2. Gremlins yeah. 2. The new batch. batch. So goddamn good. Oh, it's the best. Oh, yeah, I gotta start the show. Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And I'm your co-host, Robbie. How are you doing, JM? <laughs> I'm doing all right, Robbie. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, We're recording this on a Wednesday, which is yeah. a little different for us. So if we sound a bit different, that's why. Got our Wednesday voices on. We've got our Wednesday voices on. We've just had a very long uh, status call. With all of our colleagues. It's and true, we just we thought, did. and we thought, hey, we should continue talking. So <laughs> this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Here we are. Here, we, Here are. we are. How has your week been so far, JM? Uh, well, uh, it's been a good week. I did some voice gigs and I've uh, been doing a lot of work. Getting, yeah. uh, you know, Steam streams uploaded and all that jazz. Um, yeah, you know, catching B-roll, living the life. Mm. Um, are you a, are you allowed this? So this is why we're recording on a Wednesday because you were recording your voice elsewhere. You were moonlighting. Your voice was moonlighting elsewhere. Are you allowed to talk about what that was or is that secret? I am not. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. But, you know, hopefully someday I'll come on here screaming about how excited I am. Great. If they pick the voice that I want them to pick. Uh, yeah. If they just pick my normal voice, it'll be fine, I guess. Whatever. Which but. is... What, what's, what's the voice that you hope they pick? Uh, it's an impersonation. Oh. It's an impersonation. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I could do it today. Not, not that it would be... Not that it, it, I don't know. Now I'm just being cagey. I get extra cagey around things because I'm not really... Like, I'm, I'm like a nerd who gets, like, really serious about NDAs. Right. Not that I even signed an NDA, but, yeah. like, you know, friend DA. Uh, like, I'm like, no, I can't tell you fucking anything. Like, I'm, like, hardcore nerd about that stuff because it's like, no, nah, I don't want to let anything slip. I don't want to give any clues because I'm worried that other people might be, you know, real clever and fucking, you know, detectives about stuff. Mm. So, I'm you know. uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't worry about it, but I don't worry about <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. Oh well. Um. Well, but yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's a good start to the week. Yeah. For sure. I'm trying to get my move on, so I've called movers, so they'll yeah. come with my couch. I call the internet people so they'll come hook up new internet. Nice. 
Yeah. It's so, all coming together. Yeah. It's all coming together. Hopefully. Mm. Yeah. You know what didn't come together, Robbie? What? Legends of the Phantom Abyss. Oh. <laughs> Was it not the success that you were hoping it would be? Robbie. Uh, well, so we did two episodes in a row. We did we yeah. did two shows in a row. And Robbie, the first one is unbelievably broken. Like the the technical issues that come up during that show, um, are I I couldn't have scripted it better. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's worth a watch. We'll try to remember to get a link to the VOD. It is, it is, it is, it's really funny. It's genuinely, like, I watched it and I genuinely laughed and had a good time at, at what a fucking train wreck it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's such a train wreck. Yeah, sometimes that's part of the magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not magic. Well... Uh, are you going to, are you, have you learned things for next time? We learned so much. And the second episode goes off without the technical glitches of the first episode. The second episode, the second half of the VOD is, uh, is almost completely error free. Nice. Yeah. So... So that's good. So it was good that we did the two. So it was like, because if we'd only done the first one, we'd have been like, well, we can never do this again. Mm. Um, but because we did the second one, we're like, oh, okay. That's it. This man. can work. Yeah, yeah. You just power through. Yeah. Have, have faith. Believe in yourself. Yeah. And uh, Well, that's how we got the first half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, try, try again. We talked about failure last week. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, one thing you you learn from failure is just you know just keep going. You, it's okay to fail, um, and it's all yeah. good. It's all good, and I look forward to more of your uh, Phantom Abyss shows Thanks. and any other shows that you're planning. Have you got any other shows in the works at the moment? I don't think we have any big no. ones in the works. I am excited about when I'm moved, getting back into just, you know, more regular, just normal streaming. streaming. And we've got some very streamable games coming up. You yeah. know, we've got Death's Door. Uh, Phantom Abyss is something I'd love to, to be able to just stream all the time just for fun, too. Yeah. Um, and there's just so many that we've got, you know, coming down the pipeline that it'll yeah. be good to just be able to settle in and, and and stream. And, you know, in the last year we had, it was a little challenging because a lot of the games we had are like... Two to three hour experiences. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't and then it's done. do that yeah. twice a week for a month. Um, I... But yeah, you know, getting into the new space and having it set up. I'm mm, excited about that. That's cool. I, I have never streamed. I don't know if I should. I don't know if oh. that's a good idea or not. Well, yeah, you definitely should. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Nope. Now that you've introduced the idea of Robbie streaming. Um, I'll make you stream. Uh, okay. I feel like you're too busy for that, aren't you? You're a busy man, aren't you? I mean, yeah, but I do like to play games. And also, it's, it would probably give me a better excuse to play, you know, sit down and play more of our games as well. Because I don't feel like I play them enough. Yeah. I play 
some of them more than others and yeah. once they're kind of out i if i've if i've already played a lot you know in pre-release then yeah i, I tend to not play them again or play them to finish or whatever once they're out yeah. which is bad really isn't that strange yeah i it's kind of always felt like that a, a little bit working on games I don't know whether yeah. it's just. I mean, we have this like conveyor belt, obviously, don't we? So there's always a, there's always another thing, you know, to be working yeah. on. There's always another thing to be uh, focused on. So it's it's not always like front of mind to just sit down when a game launches and be like, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna play the game in its fully finished form from start to finish. Yeah, I have done it with a few games, but not all of them. Um. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I need to do that more often, really. And maybe streaming is a good excuse to do so. Maybe. If you've ever wondered what it's like to try to have a conversation with a text wall while playing a video game, uh, it's tricky. Yeah. It's it's fucking tricky. I can imagine. I watch I watch a few streamers, and they're, they're very popular ones. And I watch one who sort of has like a few like a couple of thousand people watching him that's a lot like yeah. every, every time and i'm like that's a lot of people but like the mm. chat just goes so fast <laughs> that i'm like well how how do you even how do you even yeah. keep track of it let alone you know answer questions or anything like that when there's that many people yeah. i guess it's impossible really yeah, you, you won't have to worry about that streaming on our channel. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, then we we you know we still get chat, we still get lovely you know people engaging in chat and all that jazz. But uh, it's it's honestly, I think it's better. Like yeah, anytime I see a chat like that, I'm just like, what the fuck? And it's just <laughs> it's just noise, and it's just you know people smashing their keyboards, and it's you know spamming emotes, and it's yeah. I'm just like. I don't know. Maybe this is what people like, but it does not seem conducive to. I don't know. It, it it seems like anybody who wants to ask a genuine question in chat or learn anything or take advantage of the interactive experience doesn't yeah. really have a good opportunity yeah. to. It's very strange, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. And yet, so. at the same time, if if it didn't have chat, something would be missing from the whole experience. Oh, there's got to be chat. It's weird. There's got to be chat. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. Like streaming is so goddamn weird. Um but the chat is excuse me, goodness gracious, I apologize. Um streaming is so goddamn weird, but chat really makes it uh I don't know. It's it's fascinating. It makes it interesting to me. It it yeah. like it, it there are things, you know, now that now that this, the structure of the streaming environment is getting more stabilized and, you know, corporate is, is figuring it out. You know, they have ways to, you know, to push uh, streamers or to push streams and to try to get them traction. But really, it's still, it's still an incredibly democratic hmm. uh, process. Yeah. You know, the streamers that are popular aren't popular because someone said they are. They're popular because people do like to go and watch them. Yeah. And people give it their time and, the att and their attention. And and I like that. You know, it's it's not, you know, for all the terrible shit the Internet's done for us, um, I still think it's better than television. 
you know, when we had... Yeah, it's less know, prescribed, isn't it? It's Yeah. It's more... It just feels more organic and more natural. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of propaganda and, and bullshit out there, obviously, and it, it gets traction with the same people, I think, that, you know, swallowed everything their TV fed them. Yeah. So it's... it's I You know, I think it's it's still shitty, but uh, but there's a lot of better stuff. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot more interaction. There's a lot more people just being like, wait, I'm not... Like, I'm a weirdo, and I thought I was the only one, but no, like, this world is full of people that, you know, don't meet, match the TV's definition of who we should be. Yeah, somebody else likes to stream themselves eating a roast dinner out of a shoe. <laughs> I saw uh, my former partner and I went to a, an art show in Seattle, and we happened to be there uh, just in time to see the Japanese woman... Uh, who rolls her face in bread? Okay. And have you heard? Like, so this I've is just, seen you know... this as a thing. Believe it or not. Yeah. 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 Oh, in streams and stuff, right? Just yeah, just on. I guess like on social media or whatever. I must yeah. have seen it. Yeah. But I, I have so, seen it. Yeah. So she was like the first big person to kind of do this thing, <laughs> um, and they had, they had a bunch of tables set up with a bunch of different types of bread on plates and she came out and i mean it was must have been like i don't know like 16 to 22 plates of bread there was a surprising amount of plates of bread for her to roll her face in different <laughs> types of bread and it was maybe 15 20 minutes you know she came out and she would roll her faces in each of these pieces of bread uh, and it was a surprisingly good show. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> she, uh, she brought a lot of personality to it. Like she would genuinely, yeah. like there was it, was, it was in ways that would surprise me. Like the way that she would sometimes just smash her face into a large <laughs> loaf yeah. uh, was very satisfying. The way that she would like, you'd think she was going to do that again, but then she would just very gently like brush her face against a different bread. Yeah. Um, it was funny, it was interesting, and it was absolutely weird. Um, so yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I just thought of a triumph. Oh, um, really? Well, yeah. that's yeah. interesting, because <laughs> <laughs> we need a topic for this week, and maybe triumph is it. So let's talk about your triumph now. <laughs> all right that was, that was that was your fastest segue yet i know Granted, I, it was from around. it was from the starting point back to the same starting point but that was good like just in and out segue yeah done boom <laughs> fuck you talk about triumph yes sir <laughs> Uh, we were at PAX South, and we had these giant foam cowboy hats. Do you remember mm -hmm. the giant foam cowboy hats? Yeah. Uh, they're great. Um, big red foam cowboy hats, and, um, we had a limited supply. We weren't selling them, and the deal was Jared and I were at the, it was, it was me and Jared and Anna, just kind of anybody at the front of the booth. And we had all the cowboy hats and people would come up and they would ask about the cowboy hats. Yeah. They'd be like, Hey, where do I get one of those hats? 
and the deal is like you got to entertain us like that's it you just got to do something cool unique or interesting mm-hmm. to entertain us yep and one guy there uh he's like you know people are like well what do i do i don't know what to do and man this whole thing is probably one of the greatest triumphs i can think of because this whole shtick we got to see so many people do so many cool <laughs> and wonderful things. And I think maybe we talked about this a bit when Jared was on. If not, Jared and I have just told these stories plenty of times. Right. Um, but there was a guy who came up. He's like, what do I do? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, just entertain us. Like, you know, I, I you know, and I think I had just gone to see that lady with the bread rolling. And so I was like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, there's a lady online who rolls her face in bread. You know, I did do that. And so this dude leaves, and he buys a sandwich, and he comes back, and he takes the bread off the sandwich, and he sets it down, and he rolls his face in sandwich bread. Wow. And it was terrific. I cannot (laughs) explain to you how happy that made me. Um, And of course he got a hat. I mean, it was just, there's so many, the, the, honestly, these, there, these are, there are so many stories of triumph from this because there's just so many people are like, all right, like one guy sang to us, he sang um, uh, Metallica's Fuel, but he oh, sang wow. it like a ballad, like acapella, just himself singing Fuel like a ballad. And it was just like, yes, fuck yes, do this, hell yeah. And it was just so much fun. People would do, I, I can't even remember them all. People would do so many weird things. People um, will do weird things for free stuff. That was so just, great. I think that's like a, you know, that's kind of just like a, an evolutionary constant. <laughs> is that <laughs> people yeah. will always be compelled to do crazy shit, crazy shit for free stuff. Even if that free stuff you know, when you kind of break it down, you know, probably isn't worth <laughs> either the level of effort or potential humiliation, but people were no still No humiliation. Doing... These people were all champions and heroes to everyone who saw or heard them. That's the way it should be. And it's a great hat. I mean, it's foam, so, you know, how long is it going to last? But it is a good hat. Yeah. It's very big. Yeah. It's very big. It's a novelty cowboy hat, that's for sure. Oh, man, we had a team of four come, and they, like, did, like, a whole routine that they planned out. One guy came up with his two friends. There's two guys and a lady, and they come up, and the one guy's like, oh, man, I want a hat. And we're like, all right, you got to do something. You got to entertain us. And I can't remember what he did. He kind of, he kind of, like, you know, he did the thing where he didn't commit all the way he was kind of you know afraid of going all the way but then also it just wasn't very good and all of a sudden this this tiny earthworm puppet appears on his shoulder (laughs) and it's his friend who is a streamer with a puppet named squirms and man jared and i were the happiest kids in the world because there's suddenly there's this squirms the the puppet worm talking to us and he was so friendly and he was so wholesome and it was so great and it was the best thing it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life it was the best thing that's ever happened to me wow. <laughs> it wasn't but I mean it was pretty fucking great it was just I don't know just so much joy from God I miss shows God I miss shows Robbie I miss harassing people I miss <laughs> I miss popping their bubbles robbie i miss i miss i miss i miss making them talk to us like real human beings 
I uh, agree. I miss uh, the interactive elements uh, of just being around people and the kind of just like the the unknown. You know, yeah. You stick a bunch of people in a big convention center, and uh, all kinds of crazy shit can happen. But yeah. uh, this has reminded me of a very early triumph in my life that is uh, related to video games. Um, when I was maybe, oh, I guess I would have been about nine or ten. Probably nine. I don't really remember. But um, my family and I, we went on holiday to Wales. Have you heard of whales? Yeah, they're big mammals in the ocean. Yeah. And one of them lives uh, on the western side of England and has uh, turned itself into a country. Yeah. Welsh. You can can visit it. Um, Welshlandia. Yeah. Uh, you go and visit it, you go across a bridge and you go over there and, uh, and there's various, uh, rolling hills and valleys and all this kind of thing. Uh, there's also a lot of holiday camps and we went to a holiday camp when I was, uh, yeah, n- about nine years old and, uh, my cousin and my aunt and uncle came with us as well. My cousin and I were big, uh, video game kids we you know big nerdy kids always have been you know loved star wars loved transformers all that kind of stuff and we love video games and um while we were in wales we were walking out and about one day and it was pissing it down with rain it was a really miserable day and uh we went down to the seafront and there was a giant double decker bus uh, so if you've ever seen like the red double-decker buses that are sort of yeah. synonymous with London, it was a big double-decker yeah. bus like that, but it wasn't red. It had been painted or decaled or whatever, uh, the whole bus. Uh, hopefully temporary decal. Hopefully temporary decals, but it was, it, it was a Sega bus. And this was a thing, a real thing that happened on a fairly regular basis this sega bus would drive around the country and and go to i don't know random places um and uh you could go on and it had video games on board it had mega drives and master systems on board and you can go on there and play video games and it had a big big giant picture of sonic uh on the side um so obviously my cousin and i immediately just like lost our shit um we're like couldn't believe our luck couldn't believe the sega bus was there we were massive sonic fans and um all you had to do to get on the bus was just go just roll up queue up and then they would be like okay you know next group or whatever on you come uh so we got on this bus and the whole downstairs of the bus had been turned into sort of like a little video games arcade and uh, you could play various different games in there and stuff my cousin and i were playing uh toe jam and earl uh i think road rash was in there i can't quite no. remember there was a, there was a few different um games that you could play and there was a, loads of us there was a whole bunch of kids must have been about 30 of us and then uh they were like right okay everyone up onto the top deck because we're gonna have a competition so we went up to the top deck and all of the seats uh all the way across the top deck had been 
uh, electrified. <laughs> they they <laughs> kind of they'd been rigged with uh, Mega Drive consoles and TVs. Um, so you know there must have been however many pairs of seats all the way back in this bus. So there must have been maybe like twenty consoles set up, and uh, we all sat down, and it was like right. Uh, we're going to do a competition and the winner gets like a load of Sega goodie bags or whatever. And uh, we were really excited. And then uh, they announced what the game was going to be. And it was, oh, you have to finish the uh, act one of level one Sonic the Hedgehog uh, in the fastest time. And I'm telling you this with my hand on my heart. I was nine years old and I thought to myself, I fucking got this in the bag. Uh, and I did. I absolutely destroyed every other kid on that bus. And I won the goodie bag. And that was my first triumph. And the goodie bag was a giant... Bear in mind, I was nine years old. Um, it was a giant Sega plastic bag. It was huge. And it had a massive printed picture of the gimp from Pit Fighter on the side of it and it said pit fire um and i had to walk around with that for the rest of the day and <laughs> inside i can't remember exactly what was inside of it but it had like a load of sega goodies i think there was like a, a cap and a t-shirt and like a pen and a notebook and stickers and all this kind of stuff i think there was a sonic the comic um bunch of stuff but i don't think I've ever been more proud of myself than I was <laughs> on that bus. Like as soon as they said it, they were like Sonic One, Act One, fastest time. I was like, easy, easy. Like I just knew straight away. I was like, I'm better than every other kid on this bus, <laughs> <laughs> and I was. I fucking beat the shit out of them. I murdered them, uh, and my cousin came second as well, which we also knew nice. was going to happen uh yeah so we both got some goodies uh i got the big goodie bag but that was like that may have been the moment that cemented it for me that i needed to have a career in video games maybe that's maybe that's where this compulsion now to maybe start streaming is coming from yeah it's my, tri yeah, my maybe triumph. it's time for you to let the world know that you are the sonic speedrunner yeah like it's time that for could you to be ascend. my twitch handle couldn't it sonic speed runner. it could be it could that be. might already be taken maybe but you never can tell i got some weird handles out there well that's it for triumphs <laughs> <laughs> those are two pretty big triumphs those are two pretty big triumphs having a stranger roll their face in bread for a hat and uh beating a bunch of other kids on a bus that's yeah sonic. those are fantastic triumphs yeah yeah Hopefully that has inspired our listeners. <laughs> it is good. You know, I mean, we, we spent all that time, you know, being like, hey, you know, failure is real. Here's some failures of ours that we can share. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it is also important to remember uh, your triumphs and things that you've done well and things that you, you know, have succeeded at. Because you don't want to go too far in either direction, right? You don't want to yeah. block out your failures, but you don't want to, you know, forget your triumphs either. Uh oh! I can, I can, yeah, I can, think, I can think of another one. I can think yeah, of another nice. one. This one is maybe a bit more relevant to uh to what we do nowadays. 
Um, but we did a really good event for Ape Out uh, when Ape Out came out. Um, we uh, decided to do a launch event uh, in London and mm-hmm. uh, we were thinking of things to do. And I was like, how can we sort of, um, how can we make this fun and interesting? Um, and I had the idea to um get some youtube friends that i have uh they have a channel called rkg mm-hmm. um and uh, i think they've they've been they've been on our our lot e3 a few times and they've um been on the stream with clara and stuff anyway um they were they were like yeah okay we're you know we're up for this they played the game and they were like yeah we're up for doing something with this and they'd they have sort of their own community events they do um their youtube following is kind of uh it's a real sort of community vibe so they they do a lot of live shows where they do like live kind of uh um them playing dark souls and things like that mm. and uh and i was like oh maybe we could do we could collaborate on this with ape out because it's you know ape out is pretty challenging um and I just thought it'd be a lot of fun, but the twist was, um, I I reached out to these. So I found this. I don't know quite where to begin. Basically, I had the idea that I was like, "What if we did it live?" And it was a live gameplay uh, thing. So we had the you know the screen up, and everyone mm. could watch. And then the guys would play the game, and they would uh, each you know try to. Uh, get further than each other or whatever is trying you know finish the level be the first one to finish a level or whatever it was and mm. uh but uh because the soundtrack to ape out is all this kind of like jazz percussion um i thought i wonder if we can get a live drummer to to play along yeah boy. so i went on this web i found this website i can't remember what it was called but i found this website where basically you could like put up sort of like a listing um and then musicians could contact you and be like hey i'm available for this kind of job this is my rate you know uh you know and here's my contact details so i did that and this guy got in touch with me and was like Oh, me and a friend uh are like both up for this and like we love the <laughs> idea of like like having it as like a drum battle and i was like fuck that sounds amazing so somehow or another i sent them like videos of the game i sent them codes um yeah and they played and uh they were like right yeah and then they sort of like got a feel for how it works and stuff like this and then there are a few sort of like signature fills and things that the game does. Like when you die, for example, it's usually it's like the same. And um, anyway, uh, so I was back and forth with these guys and then I was talking to the, the YouTube guys I was working with. Anyway, we hired a venue and then we uh, pulled it all together. They advertised it to their community. Uh, and we kind of like uh, we put it out on social media and we we're like right you can apply here the tickets were free but you had to like you know apply for tickets um and uh you come down and we dressed the whole venue like a jazz club 
and uh, the YouTubers <laughs> all wore like smart suits, <laughs> and uh, it was supposed to be like, it was like this nice classy evening, and um, and we were playing jazz like in the um over the PA and stuff like this, and we had these two. The way we had it set up was two drum kits, um, behind where the guys are going to play the game and they would play on a little screen and then we had a mm. big we had two big projectors up that would stream their gameplay um and uh we basically yeah we just turned the music off in the game and these two drummers uh just went to town on these drum kits <laughs> and it was amazing because uh the guys are playing and it's like they're sat like between these two drum kits so it made it all like way more kind of uh stressful <laughs> than it would be when you're just the monkey running around and the, the soundtrack is just playing away because the drums are almost like attacking them at the same yeah. time and uh uh we did a video i'll have to i'll have to uh, get vieco to put the link in the in the description but um we did a, a video that was just for their channel and then we did the live show and at the live show after they'd kind of done their um their live performances and stuff we then had a break and then we we let uh people that had come to play the game oh. they could play the game but they had to play with the drummers as well <laughs> so it was really fun it was like just really crazy and it was so cool to like have this like live music element to the whole thing it like really yeah. brought it to life um and i think that's probably like that's probably like my favorite event that i've ever done it's so loud this is so much more difficult than i thought it was gonna be ape out is a game where you play as a big mad ape trying to get well out of stuff all your escaping is done to an incredible procedural jazz drum soundtrack we don't know how it works we just know it's brilliant The game is quite hard, so we challenged each other to see who could get the most kills in a single life. But to make things even harder, we got two jazz drummers to make a f load of noise and put us off. So I'd say that's probably a triumph. That's that's definitely a triumph. That's pretty fucking great. Yeah. yeah. I think a few other yeah, people that's... have done it since as well. Like it sort of I mean... like became a bit of a thing. There have been attempts to mimic that, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, so it, it did remind me of when um, Mr. Meatless went on the pre-pre-show, uh, um, the Twitch pre-pre-show, E3 pre-pre-show <laughs> with uh, John Carnage, and uh, I think there was an attempt to do the same thing with Ape Out and the live drummer there. Uh, either that or it was the year before when JM went... Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, we did, we did, you know, we, we was like, Hey, Robbie did this crazy thing. We got to try to do that. Uh, it was pretty good, but, uh, the, <laughs> so there's, there must've been a miscommunication because they had set it up where the drummer couldn't see the screen. Aww. Um, so they were just trying to like make it up and it's like, well, that's not going to work. We yeah. got to get this guy a screen. Aww. Um, but that, that did remind me of, 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 of a triumph that I'm comfortable sharing. You know, it's weird. It's, it's, it's harder for me. It's easier for me personally to talk about my failures than to talk about a triumph. Um, I, I have trouble, you know, tooting my own horn, I guess. Mm. But um, Mr. Meatless is a triumph. Everything that guy does, not every stream, but like, I'm so proud of Mr. Meatless. 
so proud of his work on, Hell you know, yeah. right now, if you go to the Loop Hero Steam page, Mr. Meatless is playing Loop Hero, and he's doing a great job. I think the Carrion page is the Carrion monster, but he, he did the Carrion stream. Uh, you know, he did the, the sneak preview of Stories Untold, where we did House Abandon. Oh, he was so good in the House Abandon one. Um, yeah, Mr. Meatless is, uh, is a, is a, is a, is a triumph, I'd say. He's done a lot of, you know, and when he got to go on the pre-pre-show, um, that was terrific. It was, it was really fun to see uh, a lot of, uh, very talented, you know, Twitch presenters have no idea how to have a conversation with a floating skull. Uh, <laughs> just like, what? Um, and it was really great. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's really good. He, I'm, hmm? I'm glad you brought up Mr. Meatless because I have a Mr. Meatless triumph as well. What? Which is uh, when Mr. Meatless collected our best indie publisher award at the gamesindustry.biz <laughs> <laughs> awards oh i forgot about that well hello there friend it's your old pal mr meatless here on behalf of devolver digital entertainment to accept your award for best damn publisher of the year wow that feels great thank you very much Thank you for, for recognizing our greatness and then making an award just so that you can tell everyone else how great we are. We appreciate it. And we look forward to giving you some kind of award in the future as well. Perhaps some type of award show award for best award given to Devolver Digital during award season. We're still working out the name, but anyway, we'll keep you in our thoughts. Thanks again, everyone. You're great. That was a big <laughs> triumph. For Mr. <laughs> that was pretty big. Yeah, that was pretty fucking great. It you got fantastic. to be like front page of like because when they yeah. posted all their articles, they had yeah <laughs> the, the, screen, the, the main image was Mr. Meatless's <laughs> face. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for one. inviting him to do that. That was a great one. Yeah, another great idea, Robbie's. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It was all. It was only possible because of Mr. Meatless, though. Oh yeah, he's he's funny. He's clever. He's got good jokes. Do you know? So he. So the the idea for Mr. Meatless was, you know, we were doing Devolver Public Access, and Jared and me and Chris Light were streaming. And Jared had a show called The Late Shift, where he played really late at night, and he played like weird fucking games. It was mm -hmm. great. It was such a good show. Um, it was the best show on Devolver Public Access. Uh, and he had a character that he'd used for his films in the past, which was like a golden mask named Mr. Happy. Okay. And I saw that and I was like, masks? We can wear masks? What an excellent fucking idea. <laughs> and I uh, thought about it for a little bit and I thought, well, I own the best mask that I'm ever going to own because I had bought this uh, latex skull mask for Halloween a few <laughs> years ago. Um, and I'd used it on a couple of costumes and it was super fucking cool. Cause yeah. like I'm a fucking skull and like the skull moves when I talk. So if I've got like a hood and I'm being like death or whatever, it's fucking cool. It's a cool mask. Um, so I was like, man, if I ever get to like, you know, if Jared ever needs like a week off, 
you know, I'm come, I'm fucking coming in hard. <laughs> and uh, and he needed some time off at some point, and he was going somewhere, and I was like, yeah. So I brought in Mr. Meatless. He wasn't Mr. Meatless until the end of the episode. It was just me. It was just, you know, JM uh, until the end of the episode where we finally figured out his name. Yeah. Uh, and then Mr. Meatless was born, and his voice uh, used to be a lot um, different, but now he's kind of settled into his own thing. Um, but it's very much based on, uh, a Martin Short character. Do you remember when Martin Short had a TV series, uh, Jiminy Glick? Yes. Jiminy Glick. I, I, I watched that show and Martin Short's voice in that show is fucking incredible. Cause he, <laughs> he wears would that do big this fat suit, right? He's wearing the fat suit, and <laughs> yeah. he does this thing where he's like, so a lot of people said that they liked your movie, but I didn't care for it at all. Why would you say that is? <laughs> Sorry, I just did Mr. Meatless. But he, he, would, he would go really high, and then he would drop really low. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, was, that was just, I loved that voice. I loved that affectation. And so, um, so Mr. Meatless is, is a Halloween mask, a, a stolen <laughs> idea from Jared. And a stolen voice from Martin Short. All and the best ideas are stolen. All, all the best ideas all stolen and mixed together. It's true. It's true. Hundred percent. Um, nobody has like you can't have a hundred percent original idea. It's no. just not really possible. Um, gotcha. but yeah, I mean, so really, I'm just citing the inspirations. Um, yeah, but yeah, because then he became his own thing. But uh, yeah. Mr. Meatless, I'm 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 tremendously proud of 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 him and his work. Me too. Uh, yeah, he deserves his own award. Follow us on Twitter. the digital. Follow us on Instagram. the digital. Come and join our Discord. I don't have any masks. I've just been thinking if I could wear a mask on a stream. I've got a. God, oh, this is this is embarrassing to admit on a podcast, but I've got I've got a, a Boba Fett helmet <laughs> that I could wear. I don't think that's good. I don't. No. I don't. I don't think that's a long term. No. It's also going to be hard to hear you. And yeah. also these days people don't even think about Boba Fett. They think about the Mandalorian. Yeah. So, like mm. maybe I'll make that's... something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a Sonic do you... mask. Do you remember this isn't a triumph. Do you remember there was a time when the only new Star Wars movies were fan films? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. That shit was cool. I was reading about this the other day because I was just—I uh, can't remember why. I was just interested. Um, but I was looking at the uh, multimedia launch of Shadows of the Empire. Okay. Because that came out in '96, I think. Um, okay. But it was really interesting because it was like it was the first kind of new star wars thing for a while there'd been a lot of uh extended universe um books yeah but this was, was kind the first of game this was being cited as something bigger yeah so they did a game they did where well, they did the book they did the game 
they released the, a soundtrack um like a full soundtrack which was actually yeah. a soundtrack to, for the book like it was to accompany the book so they they treated it like really? this yeah it was this huge thing um you know they uh incorporated uh a new range new load of action figures into the power of the force 2 action figure line um i think they did you know all kinds of you know stuff like you know the mcdonald's tie-in and all this kind of stuff like it was a big huge thing it was the biggest thing that star wars had done since return of the jedi um yeah but it was it was pre prequels so there was none of the kind of familiarity or the or the uh the world building that we're we've become sort of accustomed to with the star wars franchise now this was like a kind of a a brand new thing at the time and then and then it kind of led as a pre it was a kind of a precursor to the 1997 remasters that came out and that kind Ugh. of kick-started all of that kind of kick-started the interest in star wars again and then we got the prequels so i just like found all of that really interesting uh, they 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 would say that that kick-started their they that that, that kick-started the interest in star wars the kickstarted like the uh kind of the uh the re the revival huh interesting that's yeah. i just i guess i never thought that star wars ever actually got unpopular yeah i think it i think it always maintained that kind of core fan base but yeah. it's certain you know it wasn't the big mainstream kind of uh entertainment juggernaut that it became well okay yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They just hadn't had anything new to sell in a Exactly. While, I mean, yeah, it was we that. The Star Wars. Game. Yeah, it was that in the eighties, and then it kind of just went away, and there just wasn't anything for a long time. And then they, yeah, yeah so they did this. They did a book, a soundtrack, and a, and a video game. And I just found that so fascinating hmm. that you know that was the approach. It was like we're not making any new movies, but we're kind of going all in on this, like. You know, I think that was like a real risk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that that paid off for them necessarily. I mean, Chet as the Empire probably did well, yeah? Yeah. But not yeah. tremendously well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was a kid. I was only playing games. I mean, I played it. I liked it. I thought it was a good game. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I think it was a big success. Because it was like, the N64 was like the hot new console. And yeah. It was a huge game for that. And yeah. Yeah. And it was the My return of Star head. Wars, you know, it was like, oh, we have like a proper Star Wars, like a continuation of the story, because at the time, you know, this was canon, <laughs> really, yeah. because it was, you know, pre the Disney shit and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, it was based on the extended universe books, and it took place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. That's right, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it included a bunch of stuff from those books. I mean, you got to fight Boba Fett. Yeah, all the, all the characters as well. Like, you know, it was, yeah. you know, the L- Luke and Leia and those guys, like, they have to, they have, they have to find and enlist Dash Rendar to help them because Han yeah. is frozen in carbonite. So it's like, yeah, so it's all kind of intertwined in their story. Yeah. And yeah, they just went crazy with it. Yeah. I have Good forgotten why Wars. I brought it up, though. Uh, because you were contemplating wearing a Boba Fett mask as a streamer. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
okay. <laughs> that's, that's the end of my contributions. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I'm just now I'm just thinking about Star Wars. I feel like in my brain there's a Star Wars uh, there's a Star Wars triumph I could pull up somewhere. I showed up to Phantom Menace uh, dressed as Darth Maul. I looked pretty damn good. Whoa! Um, like full makeup. My dad did the full makeup. My costume wasn't as good as my makeup, but my makeup was good. Uh, we actually saw Phantom Menace three days before it came out. My dad, we wow. weren't rich or anything like that, but my dad paid three hundred dollars each for us to go see it three days early. Uh, it was like for a charity thing, you know, right? So uh, we saw that and uh, got to see it uh, early, and it was it was good. There was so much hype that it didn't click that it wasn't good yet. So that was nice. Like, it was just like, whoa, I'm just seeing new Star Wars, and I just didn't really process any of it. Absolutely. After I saw The um, Phantom Menace, I spent the entire evening with my friend and his little brother just having lightsaber fights in the garden all night. Oh, yeah. Like, like I'd just seen the best Star Wars film I was ever going to see. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to be in a Star Wars movie. Holy shit, that's what I need to do with my life. Oh, but there's only going to be these three. There's yeah. only going to be two more. I want to have a chance. And now I'm like, I mean, I mean, obviously I wouldn't turn down a chance to be in a Star Wars movie. No. 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 But, I'll take you the ch- but it, weirdly, the chance to be in a good Star Wars movie <laughs> it's a smaller window than it's ever been. It really is. I, I mean, I don't know. Do people make? Are people still making Star Wars fan films? I know this. We've completely left the topic. That I we don't were on, know because I guess I, I would guess Disney just kind is of litigious. Yeah, they just kind of knock that shit on the head before it can even that, really get started. Because that was the best thing about it. Like that George Lucas. Like that everybody just made fan films, and George Lucas just never went after anybody. No. Like, everybody, yeah, just make a fan film. Go for it. Have a fucking blast. Like, yeah, go, like, that was the one of the best, coolest things about Star Wars, was yeah. that all the films were fanfic. Yeah. Uh, you know, except for the originals. And that was so, kind of the beauty of it, wasn't it? Because it was like, yeah, yeah George Lucas established this world and these characters. Um, yeah. And then you could just use your imagination and fill in the rest. Yeah, it was How ours. We was had that? a whole galaxy to fill. Remember when we didn't need to know, you know, what Darth Vader was like when he was a child? <laughs> <laughs> or I that mean, the Emperor yeah. gave birth to a girl? I mean, I mean, okay, yeah, let's just not. <laughs> let's just not go there. <laughs> oh, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. Triumphs. 
we've had triumphs. we've had triumphs. triumphs. That's what we can agree on. Uh, that's what we can agree on. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, we've had <laughs> we've had some. <laughs> we've had some. <laughs> we've had some. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, well, how'd that uh how'd that whole football thing turn out? Uh, terribly. And I don't want to talk about. Oh that. no! Did England win? England did not win. We lost uh, <laughs> on penalties at the very end of the game, and uh, it was very sad, but uh, very proud of the team uh, for Good. getting to the final. Yeah, uh, that's a triumph. It is. It is a triumph. Even though they didn't ultimately triumph in the competition, it's a yeah. triumph for the team. Uh, that yeah. they got to a final. I'm very happy for them. Very proud of that. Yeah. So, and it was good. I watched the final with some friends, and you know, it was just nice to be with people experiencing uh, it. Oh yeah. So, it was good, but yeah, pretty, uh, pretty bummed out about the about the loss. But that's football. Yeah, I mean, at least your country didn't like you know do a bunch of like racist, weird, violent shit afterward. <laughs> yeah. That was uh <laughs> That was a thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's why I that's why I wasn't rooting for England and why I wouldn't be rooting for the US if they were there right now either. Yeah. Uh Yeah, it's the people that ruin things. Isn't it though? It always is. <laughs> I feel like if these people could go back to making Star Wars fan films. Exactly. Then, then they'd be out of the streets. They wouldn't be racist because they'd realize that that's not the way to be. That's not. That's not the Rebel Alliance way. No, exactly. Uh, but never mind. <laughs> this is where this is the hand that we've been dealt. We just have to fucking live with it, won't we? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, before we go, uh, JM, do you want do you want a trivia question? Sure, Robbie. Okay. <laughs> Hit me. Uh what was the first video game character to have a balloon featured in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Wow. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna go Mrs. Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. It wasn't. Do you want a clue? Oh yeah, uh, oh. we've we've already mentioned them on today's. Podcast. Oh, it's Sonic. It is Sonic the Hedgehog. I was gonna guess. I, my first guess was gonna be Sonic, and then I thought Mario, and then I thought maybe I'm being too like my generation and not thinking back. But all right, Sonic, nice. Yeah, Sonic. So there we go. Nice trivia. Nice. Uh, trivia. Maybe uh, maybe we'll have another trivia question next week. <laughs> These are these are really thrilling. This is definitely what the folks tune in for. <laughs> yeah, sorry folks. We 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 didn't really have anything this week. <laughs> we have a guest next week. We have uh we are going to have Scattle from the Hotline Miami soundtrack on. Yes. That he's will be some, a good one. I think people are going to be some, very excited about that. Yeah, he's got some new music that he's been working on with another artist. So we're going to share some of his music and we're going to have him on to talk about I mean, his life and music, and we'll probably talk a little bit about Hotline Miami, but, you know, I mean, 
the guy. It's been <laughs> surprisingly enough, it's been a while since Hotline Miami Two came out, mm. and uh, people have done other things with their lives. Yeah, we'll find out what those things are. And then he's just gonna get on. He's like, "Yeah, I've been riding that Hotline Miami gravy train all the way. I haven't made anything that's not Hotline I mean, Miami related. You know, I'm gonna look like an asshole." That's what we're doing. So. That is true. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Devolver Digital Hotline Miami forecast here at forecast.hotlinemiami.devolverdigital.com.hotlinemiami2.hotlinemiami3.com.